You have to be the, one of the most creative people I've ever met. I mean, you and your brother. But you, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you especially, <laughs> like, very creative and just, you know, uh, not just educated. I want to say intelligence because there's a difference, you know, between mm -hmm. being educated yes, and yes, intelligent at sure. the mm -hmm. same time. But, um, you know, and, and I've learned so many things just being around you in the locker room and just, you know, in the offseason and whenever, you know, we go to towards your place, you know, in Orlando and mm -hmm. we, you know, hang out around your people. Uh, you've you, like I've seen things that you know I I've grown interest like I, I was never like so bigger on Disney I love Disney but uh -huh. like after I've been here in the team for like four or five years now I've, like, yeah. I love it even more yeah yeah, 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 more yeah, to yeah. It. well you know you know there, there there's so much to it I grew up going there you know again my mom took us there when we were kids and I love it so I I've always enjoyed whichever team I'm on you know taking the team having the guys come with us and going to the parks and helping them uh, see it through my eyes, I guess, and experience it my way, you know, because I I think I still see it like a kid. It's still magical to me, and I, I, I love taking my teammates. So going with you guys, hitting up the parks, uh, and seeing the guys experience it, especially like uh, rooks who are first in the league or young guys like going with Jordan or Sandor or something like that and just, you know, how excited and giddy and you know, it, how there they are for it. You know, they're all about it. And I, I, I love experiencing that. Oh, my God. Now, now that you said the uh, Rooks, uh, first year in the NBA, how, how was it for you? Yeah. Uh, as a rookie? It was different. Like, honestly, like, like um, I'm sure you had a culture shock coming over, you know, from Greece yeah. to America and then being in the NBA, too. Like, but, like. I don't, it wasn't that much for me, but coming from California and then where I grew up my whole life, you know, and then going to New Jersey, the New York area, I'd only been there first time for the draft. So that was my first time. And then just experiencing that as a, you know, as a 20 year old, I was like, it felt like a completely different country. It felt like I was yeah. in China or something like that. It was so different than California. Um, and, and so the, the culture is very different. I remember one of my first practices our our assistant coach, uh, TB Tom Barice, he he was I, I made some mistake, you know, and and he tried to help me, you know, he was coaching me, corrected me, and, and I felt like he he came at me in this uh, you know loud way. He was shouting at me, and yeah. you gotta know TB like TB's kind of like you know he's a pretty typical like Sopranos looking kind okay. of Jersey accent guy, everything okay, like probably. that, and so he like. I feel like he's coming and yell at me. So I get mad and yell back. He's like, Brock, like, what's wrong? You know, I'm, I'm just trying to coach and help you. You know, I was like, eh, okay, I, I thought you were getting mad, but it was just his way. And so I wasn't used to all the, you know, yeah. the way Jersey, the East Coast, New York was and everything like that. But it was a great experience. It, it definitely helped me expand my worldview. And, you know, I, I loved being with the Nets, being out there. And I enjoyed my rookie season because I played with guys like, like Vince Carter, Devin Harris, nice. you, know, you know, Skip, Skip to my Lou, Ray for also like just so many legends. It, it was awesome. Which is another you said East and uh, West. Do you think you going up in California? Do you think like kind of people from LA are kind of more non shalan let's say, and people from like the East Coast are kind of like more not greedy, but more like 
I, I, it is a stereotype, but I actually, it is, but I believe it. Okay. Yeah. I do believe it. Honestly, like okay. I see it for, uh, I do, I do see that. I, I definitely feel like Cali people are more chilled, more laid back. Like I'm okay. definitely just kind of go with the flow, whatever, okay. you know, I, I don't like hearing, you know, when like it gets a little too far and, you know, they, they think, you know, we lack that toughness, uh, you know, that toughness yeah. that you need to play and hoop and stuff like that. But I, I'm definitely laid back. Uh, no, I, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of guys who from LA and they play basketball. They're tough. They're tough. There's no question. Yeah. But uh, okay, so what? Another question that you know everybody's asking too. Why do you wear number eleven? Eleven. I wear number eleven because uh, you know, growing up, I we always uh, watched our brothers play. Our two older brothers, Alex and Chris. They're they're seven and and twelve years older than us. So you know, there's a bit of a gap between all of us, and so we always watched them play you know, middle school, high school, uh, college games. And uh, our oldest brother, Alex, he would play on his high school traveling team, Team Avia in LA. Uh, and his number was 42. So Robin always wanted to wear 42. And, uh, you know, Chris wasn't on that team, our brother Chris, otherwise I would have picked his number. But uh, there was a point guard named Arthur Lee, Art Lee, and he was number 11. And so Alex and Art played very well together. They had a good relationship and everything like that. I loved watching Art play. Uh, and so I decided to pick his number, you know, because oh, they nice. worked together on court okay, okay. very well. 11 and 42 was a great combination. So we both picked those two numbers. And, um, you know, Art, uh, he ended up actually going to Stanford, to, uh, to Stanford, played for the Cardinal, uh, helped take him to the Final Four, you know, when I was growing up as a kid. So he, he was a player I ended up idolizing a lot, one of my favorite players all time to watch. Uh, and so he's, he's the reason I wear number 11. Oh, man. That's, so so that's, that's nice. I mean, you just wanted to keep the good synergy in your life. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. You know, that brother relationship. Yeah. We look up to our brother. We wanted to be like that. We wanted I to do, have I that good too. connection I, I, on court. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. do you, okay, so now that you said 1142, shout out to Robin Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> um, how does it feel? Like, I mean, you you've had this feeling too, like you and your brother in the same team. How did yes. Do you uh was it ever you know was it competitive like I like we are competitive too like, yeah it yeah competitive it, it, it was and it was actually funny because the first practice I remember the first practice you know I must have been one of those like ones in Madison at uh at University of Wisconsin or something like that the first practice that we had with Robin and I had I obviously hadn't practiced against him since. Uh, since we were probably, you know, at Stanford, maybe Stanford, working yes. out for the draft or something like that, you know, like in a real practice. Um, I really feel like the coaches just let it go, like in the scrimmage or in the scrimmage and in the five on five drills, mm -hmm. one on one drills, whatever. And they let each other beat us up a ton. Like they just let us go at it, rough each other yeah. up. And we get competitive, like you said, as brothers, like we get competitive, get at each other, you know, talk trash, everything like that. And I think the coach is like, I don't know if they were intentionally letting us scrap a little bit or if they were just like enjoying the show. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. I, I've seen that in uh, sometimes. Not, I mean, I've played with my brothers in the national team with Giannis. I've played, you know, in, with the Bugs and everything. It's entertaining. They're like, okay, <laughs> they go at each other. You know, like you have certain tendencies that people won't even understand. That, right. That Absolutely. We know. Yeah. And you'll like, do like brother stuff like yes, on the yes. NBA court that's so funny that doesn't belong there. Like you'll be messing with your brother, like, man, get out of here, man. And like, <laughs> I think the coaches like kind of get like, like caught up in watching that sometimes. Yeah, and so they let the fouls go, let that go and stuff like that. And, and so it's fun. You know, it, it was great. It's, 
it can be like grating when you're going at each other in that it's, moment, but you know, it's fun. There's nothing oh, like, you know, there's nothing yeah, like that, nothing man. Like there's nothing it's, like it's, that. It's a blessing and it's a blessing to be, to even like, you know, be in the same league or share the same court. Right. You know, like with your brothers, because you know, the, the, I mean, the NBA is the best league in the world, so I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. it's like going to your job and play, being on the biggest stage that you can be. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. it's a blessing. What would you say, right, if they told you that you had to coach your brother, oh, right? No. You were a coach, you had to coach him, <laughs> right? And and let's say you don't you don't start him or you don't like he doesn't start, he comes mm -hmm. off the bench. So he got yeah. he's give you you give him like, you know, a little bit of in and out of the rotation. What yeah. do you think Robin says? Oh man. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if he goes directly to me. I think okay. he might like text one of my boys, hit up one of my boys, vent that way first or something <laughs> like that, or go to our brothers or something okay. like that. But it's gonna come around and get back to me. It's gonna come around. I'm gonna find out. You yeah. know, I'm gonna have, have our boys, you know, you know, spying on him, figuring that stuff out too, seeing how he really feels. But I'm I'm gonna do what's best for our team, you know? Exactly. I gotta do what's I, best for our team, right? Yeah, it's uh <laughs> it's you gotta do what's best for the team, and at the same time, you gotta it's all about the team. It's not personal. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, you see him like lying on the sideline, like how he lies down on the yeah. corner of the court on his back for his back, everything yeah. like that. Like I've seen him do that. He's good there. You know, he helps <laughs> the team there. So he, he can do that for us. That's all right. You let the refs do his thing. Oh my God. He's he's a, he's a incredible player. <laughs> I've, I've watched him. And you know, great guy. And you know, for you to be over 10 years in this league, for you guys to be over 10 years in this league, plus like it's, it's, you have to be a great person. You cannot mm. be in this league. Right. No. After like after this for like eight to ten to fourteen years in this league, and not be a great person. Yeah. This you, is you this won't make works. it. You, you can't yeah. make it. It's it's, yeah. it's almost impossible. It is. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to your nickname. Why? Why? Why is it uh, Splash Mountain? Oh man, I love that nickname. I mean, yeah. I know you splash threes and you like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're splashing and. Yeah. But but. You know, it, it just, it worked out that way. So Splash Mountain been my favorite attraction. You know, it was my favorite attraction, right? My favorite ride, you know? Um, and uh, my first year I got here, you know, John Henson Hook was here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that was when we really like, our offense changed. Coach Bud's first year, uh, you know, Pat's first year with the Bucks. And we were doing that five out, let it fly stuff. Like we were just gunning, you know, hoisting threes up, getting them up left and right. Uh, in in uh. By the way, Robin was doing the same thing when he uh, when he was with the Bucks. He, he was, was, yeah, yeah. He was shooting that thing with his T, that T for it, yeah. <laughs> and um, and John Henson Hook, he said like he saw it on Twitter or something like that and found it, and so it was it's because of him. I like he started. brought it to me the next day and started that. Oh my it started God. the Splash Mountain thing. And so like, I'm eternally grateful to him for that because that's like <laughs> the perfect nickname for me. Like, oh my, yeah. if you, if you're, uh, John, if you're listening to this or watching this, man, just want to say thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it's thank a great you, nickname. Yeah. One of the best uh, in the league. <laughs> so, okay, so you're your favorite ride in Disney? Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney. Mm -hmm. Okay, so rumors have it that you literally live <laughs> in Disney. Yes. In a theme park. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, it's technically it's on property. Yes, on property at Walt Disney. So World. what is that? What is you uh what's the word? Uh I wanna say yeah, elab like elaborate. Like would you really yes literally live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So obviously there's the four theme parks. You got okay. the, the you know Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. They got the you know the two 
water parks, Disney Springs, and all that property. The whole property is twice the size of Manhattan, right? And so wow. that, yeah, yeah, it's a big, big mm -hmm. space, yeah. And, and on that property also happens to be my house with all that stuff. Did you, okay, did you, was this like, uh, was this like a years in the making plan? Like when you was eight years old, you're like, I'm gonna buy a house in Disney. And I'm gonna like <laughs> go on every ride yeah, every day. The, the, that's like a little kid's dream, right? Like Rob and I would legitimately like pick like, what spot in the park would you live in? If you could live in the park, where would you live? Like, what, what would your choice be? And so we have all these things. And then I think it was like my, it must've been like my second or third year in the league, something like yeah. that. Uh, my older brother, Chris, sent me a Yahoo article, just a Yahoo link. And, and like the title was just like, you can now buy homes like in Disney World or something like that. Wow. And so I, I looked at the link, read the article real quick, clicked on the actual link to like the gold Disney Golden Oak like yeah. um, community site. And it honestly must've been like the, fastest process of like getting to purchasing the house slash lot you know getting the property that it ever happened like it was all so fast i'm just i'm glad my financial guy rit was cool with it and everything like that he was actually really supportive um they had like they had the you know three-dimensional walkthroughs of the okay. of the uh you know prop houses or whatever online, so Haley and I actually happened to be together when Chris sent that. We were together at the same time uh, in a hotel, and we were looking at the 3D models of the house, and then uh, we text Rit, and we're like, Rit, you see this link? And like, we were like so nervous waiting for that text back. He's like, he's gonna be like, Brooke, are you crazy? Like, this is gonna be so expensive. You can't yeah. do, this is irresponsible. <laughs> no, he, he was super excited about it. And so from there, we like immediately set up a date um, to go down and tour one of the actual houses physically. Um, and it happened to be like, I think this happened during all-star break that year. And, uh, the next Orlando game, we set it up. So we went down, uh, to Disney the day before the Orlando game, toured the house. And right after we toured like that first house, like we were like, okay, we're doing this. This is done. And so we, we picked a lot. It was lot 70 in Carrollwood Reserve. I still remember the number. We're like, this is it. This is the one we're picking. We're going forward. I'm moving here. Like, and, and this is just like, you know, I'm a Cali kid my whole life. I don't, I've never had a property my, to myself. Yes. You know, I've rented my place in Jersey and everything like that, but I've never owned a home, never lived outside of California other than where I play, you know, like, I was That's like, great. well, I, I'm buying my house. Here. Was it, was it, so did you, was it ready or you started like, have you started like the uh decorating no, because i've heard that it has like secret passages mm, yes have, yes like, yes so they had some pre-built homes but we okay. built just a lot just a lot so we could we bought excuse me the lot so we right. could build from ground up you know our dream so everything home. that was there you built it yes yeah, yeah 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 so we we bought the property it must have been either 2011 or 2012 or something like that i think it was when they when they started the golden oak stuff or when okay. it opened and um, and from there, the design process took like five years or something like that. Like we met with builders trying to tell them like what we wanted to do those. We, we told them like we wanted, all right, we're from California, from Disneyland. We want to bring a little bit of Disneyland to Disney okay. World. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to have different rooms 
themed after the different lands in Disneyland, yes. Adventureland, Tomorrowland, New Orleans Square, Fantasyland, all that stuff. And so we found the builder that was right for us. And then uh, we started like going so in depth with what we want to do. And so the design process again was lo much longer than it normally would be. Yeah, of course. Or else like that. Like, but we wanted to get it just right exactly. And like man. you mentioned, we wanted to get the secret passages in there, all the cool little tricks and stuff like that that you can find when you're exploring the house. We had, we had to get it just right. Oh man, that's it's incredible. I've, I've, I mean, I have, I've had the privilege there to be there. So I'm, you know, I'm excited. I, you know, I can't actually describe it. It would do it. It would be unjust to just describe <laughs> it, say it, but okay. So you do this, you do all these things, right? And like my dream example, mm -hmm. when I was younger, mm -hmm. uh, it's not dream, obviously it's like a crazy and that my brothers can tell you this. So I used to, you know, we, we couldn't afford to like have like a, like soda, you know how like you have Coca-Cola right. used to have like all mm -hmm. the off brands in Greece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how you have like cola, like just, just the off, like the off brands. Right, the off right? brands, yeah. And I, I remember with the answer, like, man, we were like six, seven years old, like we would become like uh, professional soccer players because we wanted to play basketball. <laughs> it's like, I'm going in my house. I was like, I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna have like a whole fridge with like sodas and everything. And and we were like, okay, and. I'm gonna I'm gonna have it like when I open the tap instead of water to have it's like have soda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. soda. So it was like it was it was insane. But then growing up, you understood like oh oh my god no I don't want that that's not for me. You know? Right. But it's it's I don't think people get to understand how much like the the process of growing up. It, you set the really literally a base. Yeah. When you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And 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 again, what happens is like if you get if you're successful, and you can and you can you know uh, achieve everything you want to, and you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's what happens. So you mm -hmm. literally. <laughs> it is. It's it's crazy. Like I, I I've been very lucky. I've had a lot of people like to help me through my journey and everything like that. And again, again, like I always come back to my mom, but like everything I did is because of her and for her. Like. I went to Stanford because she went to Stanford, right? I, that's why I wanted to go to Stanford. And and I remember being a very young kid. My mom tells a story all the time. Like I was in second grade and I remember she was picking up, picking me up from school one day and Robin too. And, and when I got in the car, I told her like, mom, before I play in the NBA, I want to go to Stanford. So like when I was in second grade, like I knew what I wanted to do. Like I knew I wanted to okay. go to Stanford, play basketball, like, you know, and and there's other stuff too, but you know, I, I, I had it up here. Oh man. What's November 19, you know? Talk to me. You know, you don't know, huh? Talk to me, what happened? So that day, uh, supposedly sources, <laughs> you know, not, not Shams, no Woj, <laughs> no Thanalysis podcast. <laughs> uh, you hit up my man, was like, man, I, I can help you guys win a championship. Now, you know, I. I believe, I believe I can help you guys win the championship. You know, after a couple of days, go up to coach, talk with coach a little bit. Week later, the mayor of Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy though, bro. Like just that whole process of being at home for like nine months straight. Cause like when the pandemic started, you know what I'm saying? Everybody had to go home and be around their families and quarantine. Like that was my first time really like really like hearing about self-quarantine like we had to be in the crib all day 
<laughs> like real talk, like we in the crib, we just chilling, just family time. That's all you can do. You can't go nowhere. Everything closed, and that was a like pivotal time in my life because I got a chance just to go home and get peace and be around my family and my loved yeah. ones and people that really, you know what I'm saying, love me for me. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes in this life that we live in the basketball world, you might get around some people that might not really have your best interest sometimes. So I got a chance to just go home and I was at home for nine months from March till December. And that's a long time, you know what I'm saying? Like with our seasons and things like that, our seasons are always seven to eight months. So uh, being at home for nine months straight was definitely tough, but you know what I'm saying? I had a decision to make the 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 Knicks turn down my my it's my option. They had a team option at the time. I signed two years with them. And uh they turned I'm glad down they my did, team by option. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They turned uh, down <laughs> me too, me too. But um they turned down my team option and had to weigh my options. So I had other teams that offer way more money than what the bus could offer at the time. But to me it wasn't about the money at the time, it was more about getting to a culture uh a winning stability, uh, you know what I'm saying, with players that wanted to win just like I wanted to win and uh, was tired of losing. Uh, was definitely uh, a tough first five years of my career on, you know what I'm saying, on stinker teams where we really didn't have any outlet, you know what I'm saying, no no, no outlook on what it would be the next year because the next year we was going to have seven, eight new guys every year. So definitely, sure, you know what I'm saying, Shout out to November 19th, that was a big day. <laughs> and um, you know what I'm saying, it was, I'm glad it all came into fruition. Yeah, yeah. okay, I'm gonna get, hit you with another date. Uh, August 15th, you know what that is? By Porter's Day? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bobby Porter's Day at the crib, man. Shout out Little Rock, Arkansas, by the way. My pride and joy where I'm from. You know what I'm saying, I definitely repped that. How do you feel about that? that, man? What, what kind of like, you know, back home too, they, they they really celebrate us. I'm not gonna lie. They really, you know, love us. But like, what do you? How do you feel? I'm not gonna lie, man. Like growing up from the south, being from Arkansas, there's no not there's not many people who make it to the pros. Like we don't have, you know, what I'm saying we got a handful of guys that generally make it every four to five, six, seven years. And you know, what I'm saying not from not only for me to make it to the NBA, but to give back to my city and for them to give back to me and give. Me, my own day in Arkansas, um, man, that's definitely like, like a dream come true. When the mayor, because I have a foundation that supports single moms and we do it each and every year. Uh, we have a foundation weekend and, um, you know, we do, do that every weekend. That's a give back thing to the kids, to the city, uh, to the single moms and all proceeds go towards them. And uh, the mayor showed up to one of our events and Gave me the key to the city, then he came back again and said, They real key to the city. Yeah, like, and then he gave me my own day, and I'm like, Whoa, I started crying. Like, yo, what? This is crazy. Oh, man. First of all, you know, let's 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 talk about the real heroes. You know, I have a great relationship with my mom. Yeah, for sure. Know, and uh, how's your relationship with your family? I mean, with mine, it's, it's definitely my, my pride and joy. Like, it's always been just me, my mom, and my little brothers, that's always how it's always been um, since I was little. Um, you know what I'm saying? No matter what our situations were, what our struggles was, um, we always was a close-knit group and uh, still to this day, um, you know what I'm saying? If my mom like my best friend, I can go to her about anything, girlfriend problems, uh, you know what I'm saying? If I need some help with some basketball, cause my mom hooped too. 
Um, so anything I need really? to go with, she yeah, 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 yeah. She's nice too. She got a lot of, <laughs> lot of awards. So like, fun fact: my mom was gonna try out for the WNBA. It was a year that uh, I think it was a year or two after I was born, but she was pregnant with me, so she couldn't do it. So she had to stop school and things like that. My mom was nice and ball though. Yeah, she was nice. I couldn't beat my mom growing up too playing ball. Like I could never beat her. Like until I got to like I was like thirteen. I got a little taller. <laughs> then she couldn't. She couldn't mess with oh, me. Oh, so you used to play like one on one. Like you yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, like that was like we like I, like like my whole family is super competitive. Like we always play Uno, like and all these different games, two K, Madden. But my mom, she's a go getter. We used to go outside and play one on one on the goal. And my mom, she was just too strong. Like, you know, as a kid, like, she's bagging down, post me up. Like, she was just too strong. So she definitely used to kill me all the time. Shout out moms, though. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, so, okay, my dad was a professional soccer player. But my mom used to, like, uh, she used to do high jump, a long jump. Yeah. So, you know, I come from, a, like, a athletic family. But it would be nice, you know, if they, I, so. So I don't even know if Giannis remembers this because he was kind of young. I first saw my dad, bro. The first dunk I've ever saw ever was my dad dunk. What kind of dunk he did? So, true story. So my dad <laughs> never played basketball, but they had it. We went to the playground, and some people was like, you know, okay, looks he's black, he's tall. Yo, hey, come to our team. You know, yeah. it's three on three or something like that. And they're playing three on three, and my dad, I don't know, he like just dribble like like this, just dribble like just. Elevated, just dunked it, two hands, just gone. I was like, oh. But then it's so crazy because throughout the years, I could always remember somebody dunking it, but I didn't know it was my dad. Yeah. So I would tell my mom, I was like, oh, you remember? I, I remember my first dunk when you took me to this plane. I was like, no, that was that was your dad. That's crazy. <laughs> so I remember That's that. So it was, it's crazy that, that you say this because like people don't really understand that it's really come, comes from a young age. Yeah, for real though. For real though, and then like another thing too is like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you have that competitive spirit, when you have, you know what I'm saying, your family members showing you the ropes, and you know what I'm saying, it it might not always just be about basketball all the time. It might be whatever your it's your passion and your and your dreams and aspirations is. So, you know what I'm saying? My family is definitely com super competitive. Um, you know what I'm saying? We always compete at everything, like I said, and uh, just not sports. One of our biggest things is Uno, like I said before. <laughs> we play, Man, we Uno, play Uno too. So. Uno, our Uno games, bro. Our Uno games is crazy. I believe you. I believe you. I believe Super you. crazy. I believe you. Uh, okay, so let's go back a little bit to the foundation part. What do you? Yeah. What's your goal? What do? You, what's your vision? So my vision. Um, so like when I first got into the league, that's a little fun fact. How I found out about foundations when I first got into the league. Uh, I got drafted by the Bulls in 2015, and Joe Noah was like my vet on the team. You know, so you always had these guys that kind of show you the roads, kind of lead you in, in the right Shout direction. Shout out Joe Kim. Shout out Joe Kim. Sticks, by the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we always had these guys that kind of show you the ropes, and they kind of put you in position to be a good pro, and he was one of those guys for me. So shout out Joe Kim, like I said, but he had a Noah's Ark Foundation that um, he did in Chicago. He gave back to the city of Chicago. He gave back. Uh, to his hometown and things like that. And I wanted to start my own foundation as well. Uh, took me a little minute to make it come true, but um, about 2018, 2019, we started my foundation, Bobby Porter's foundation that helps support single moms. Um, my mom was a this single This is not mom. Arkansas, right? Uh, we do it in Arkansas and we do it here in Milwaukee as well now. Good, it's good. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should, people should know that, yeah. Milwaukee too. Yeah, for sure. So we uh, started that and it's been good, man. We 
definitely been trying to just empower women. Um, that's our biggest thing. Uh, give back to them. Um, you know what I'm saying? We know we can't change their lives entirely, but just to let them know that, you know, there's people out there that care, that can help as well. That's our biggest drive and motivation. Man, I, it's it's powerful. It's powerful. I, I think this is this is this is exactly I'm so happy right now. This is exactly why I like I started this podcast because I mm -hmm. want people to get to know like a different side of, you know, the guests or my or me of my family, just a different thing, you know, a different side of things. Okay, let me ask you another question. So you get drafted, go to Chicago. Yeah. And Chirac. Yeah. <laughs> uh so you Okay, you get there. What's what's next? Like you, you straight feel like what was the point? Like when did you actually no? Let's let's go a little bit uh, back. When was the first? When did you feel like okay? And what point was it like? Okay, I, if I work a little bit harder, I get to the NBA. Um, I think probably my tenth grade year in high school. Um, uh, I was starting on my varsity basketball team. I think I told you the story before. I was starting on my on my high school varsity team, and then there was other seniors on the team that yep. really needed to play to get scholarships and things like that, and get looked at by schools. So the coach just benched me, like he benched me out of nowhere, and I didn't really play as much anymore. And then we made it to the championship that year, and uh, actually I, I did win all four years in high school, so I won a state championship all four years in high school. By the way. Man. Yeah, shout out Jabari Parker. I think he did that too. Shout out Jabari Parker. We like two or only guys <laughs> did that. But anyways, man, like I said, man, we um definitely uh we made it to the championship and I didn't play that much in the championship. I played like I got in for like one possession. Then I messed up and they took me out. And that's all I played. And after we won, I didn't feel like I helped the team win. And on the way back to the crib, I was like, not mad that we that we won or thing like that. I just wanted to impact winning. Like I was always been a competitor and I always wanted to help the team. And my mom told me I need to start working harder. Like work harder, you need to get in the gym more, get more shots up, you need to work on it, you need to you know, you know what I'm saying, dedicate yourself more. And every time like anything goes wrong with me, I always think about that time. But that moment in the car ride, um, that moment in the in the car, riding back to, to to Little Rock with my mom, that definitely changed my whole outlook on how to work hard, how to dedicate myself, um, how to get extra work in. Uh, I don't think I was putting in the extra work. I might've was just working out during practice or things like that, but I wasn't putting in the extra work at first. After that, I started putting in the extra time and I started seeing the I started seeing it pay off. Um, I got ranked. Yes, sir. So I got ranked my my 10th grade summer. I got ranked like 35 in the nation. And then my 11th grade year, I got ranked top 10 in the nation. And then my senior year um, fell back a little bit because we had guys start start reclassifying to our class. Andrew Wiggins, Wayne Seldon, and Jordan B. All those guys came in my high school class because all those guys reclassified. And then I went back to like 14 or something like that. But I definitely knew that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? After my 10th grade year, after my mom told me to start working hard, that's when I knew I, I can have a chance to make it because my mom always just tells me the truth. Like, she tells me if I'm not working hard, she tells me if I'm not going hard, she tells me to be a garbage man on the basketball court, things like that. And I just trust her word. Yes, sir. See, telling you the real heroes, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> nah, for real, though. You gotta, gotta trust your moms, you know, man. You know what I'm saying? They, they know your best interests. 
they know you because you know what I'm saying you are their sons, you are a spitting <laughs> image of them. Like you look at my mom, I look just like my mom. So it's crazy. You know, um, one of the other reasons, you know, like the the purpose of this podcast is you know motivation, you know, through the struggle. So what is what is the under the I would say what is the underdog way? If you just the underdog way, yes. So like with me, man, like when I talk about being an underdog. It's not about like sports. Like it's not about, oh yeah, like I got drafted number 22. I should have been lottery. Like I'm underdog. Nah, it's not that. Like being an underdog is way of life, bro. Like people out here are real deal, real life underdogs in the real world in real time. Like the single mom with five kids that don't know where their next meal is gonna come from. Like she's an underdog. She has to grind and keep going to help provide for her kids. Right. This little boy that has dreams, aspirations of being an NBA player, what nobody in his neighborhood thinks he's ever gonna make it. So he's an underdog. It's the little girl that wants to be a nurse one day or a doctor and she's from the hood and nobody really is giving her motivation to help her get there. But these are her dreams, aspirations. She's an underdog. So with me, so like when I talk about underdog, I talk about the real people in real life that go through real things, that has dreams, aspirations to get somewhere, but are kind of delayed in the fact. But once they get to where they got to, they was underdog before they got there. Hmm. Love that, love that, brother. <laughs> uh, so okay, just could you could you maybe tell us a story or something you want to share? You know, nothing personal. You know, I'm not up to you. That uh, something like an obstacle that you know you had to go through to get here? Obstacle, um, I think one obstacle I had to go through, um, probably when I first got drafted, um, I didn't know anything about like not playing in DNPs and things like that. Uh, when I first got drafted, I was coming from college, I was SEC player of the year, uh, you know, high school, McDonald's all, McDonald's all American, and I was starter my whole life and you know what I'm saying, All-American, college as well, things like that and all this. So when I first got to the league, like, I don't, like, you don't really know or understand, like, waiting your time or, you know what I'm saying, like, it's just not your time to play because other guys on the team that, you know what I'm saying, they might got a bigger contract than you, so they have to play or you might have got picked later in, in the draft, so they not really going to put you out there right now. Like, you're not understanding all the, it's the process, essentially. So It is a process. Yeah, it's a process. So I didn't really understand, like, why I wasn't playing early on in my career. Like, I thought I had a great uh, preseason and things like that. And my first 10, 14, 10, 12, 14, 15 games, I got straight DMPs. And that was my first time ever, like, not, like, getting in the game. I'm like, yo, what? This is crazy. Like, what is this? So I thought I made the wrong decision coming to – the NBA, I'm like, man, I should have stayed in college. This and that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you might psych yourself out, like, oh, yeah, I should have did this. And, man, why did I do this? If I would have did this, then all, all type of stuff was going through my head. But having good vets around, like Taj Gibson, Joe Kim Noah, telling me, like, bro, just keep going, stay locked in. Things happen. Stay locked in. Players get traded, players get hurt. You just never know when your time is going to be there. Um, but just know, like, whenever Coach calls your number, you got to be ready. And Coach called my number. Like, it was like the 16 game of the season. We was down like 30 points against Charlotte. We at Charlotte. I'll never forget it. Kimball Walker cooking us. We down by 30. 
Um, coach put me in. I scored like ten points in six minutes. Like went crazy, quick, quick. And ever since I already, then, I, I already was, know you I was hype. Yeah, I was in the line. I'm talking, I'm talking crazy. Yeah, play me. I'm talking to the coach. Yeah, put me in, play me. All type of stuff. <laughs> like I'm talking crazy. And ever since then, I, I just been, I been in the lineup, and I, I think that was one of the, I think I think that was like one of the toughest obstacles of my career because. You know what I'm saying? Like when you get drafted, you think everything pieces of cream. Oh yeah, you got drafted. You think you finna come play? You playing against all the, all your favorite players, and suddenly like the coach don't play, and you like, whoa, like what's all this? And your family members don't understand because they they think that you know what I'm saying. They know that you work hard and you go to the gym, you put extra work in, but they don't really understand the they process. They don't understand. You know, but the coach thing is not even personal. Yeah, most of the times. Yeah, but you know, it's like uh, it's a. <laughs> It's hard to explain, but it's part of the journey. Yeah, for sure. You know, you go to other teams, you get to play. You get, you go to other teams, you don't play, and you gotta just understand how to have a good sense of navigating through this emotion, like emotions yeah. of like, man, I want to play, or yeah. man, forget about all that. I'm, I'm here. Like, you just have to. You know, breathe and just keep going, get to the gym every day. So it's it's tough. See, I'm thankful that I didn't really play early on because I got a chance to like watch my best. Like I got a chance to watch what Joe Kim Noah do. I took some from his game. Like when he DHO, he fake. Like that was that's why I got the fake DHO from DHO. I mean from Joe Kim, because he had go like he from the past and he had fake it and go dunk that thing. <laughs> and then Taz Gibson, I got from him, he he face up, jab, spin move. Up and under, like got that from him. Then Pagasol, face up, jab, shot, side step. Like I took some from everybody game that I was watching, like for, for 10, 14 games. Then I tried to just work on like little bits and pieces of it, add it to my game. So like that's what I did when I wasn't playing. Good question. Uh were you watching anybody else growing up playing? I think my I think one of my favorite, like three of my favorite players that I think I kind of play all like all in one. Uh, Zero for one, like he's always going left. I think I'm always going right, and everybody know it. But we still get right some way. <laughs> like that's hey, him for one. I don't jump high. He don't jump high. <laughs> uh, Rasheed Wallace, just his savviness, his fadeaways. He shoot on the block, face up, stretch. He's one of the first real stretch bigs in the league that can knock down a three, uh, play four and a five, and he's just a presence out there. And then KG, just his his intensity he plays with, his passion. I see that, I see that. His heart, uh, his dog he gives. Um, and just being available every game and playing every game like his last, you know what I'm saying, like his, like his, his last. Man, that's my three that's favorite stuff. players. I, you know, somebody was asking me, it's like, man, T.A., like how, like how do you have so much energy every yeah. game? And even in practice, like you just going up and down, you running, and then when you come in the game, you just, it's, Insane, like you just, and I said it's because I play every game, like it's my last nah, game. No, for real though, you got to. And it's, and it's it's embedded in my DNA. Like I can't play it in different, like any other way. Like I, okay, I get that. Like growing up, you get that. You know, you get the fourth quarter, you got to slow down a little bit, read the play, see what's going on, see, you know, yeah. time to score, see what's going, who who's following, who, what you know, what we doing, but. Other than that, like everything, like I, I don't, I don't understand, you know, the the other way. I don't understand, you know, being nonchalant or like yeah. being is that the word nonchalant? Yeah. Just be like, yeah, uh, like whatever uh, about whatever, it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't understand that because I, I love the game of basketball. Yeah, I, I think I've, I've told you that I yeah. love 
every aspect of it, like rebounding, passing, defending, scoring. Winning. Like obviously, yes. Winning. 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 And obviously, you know, I don't like losing, but losing is a part of the, like, I yeah. love every aspect of the game yeah. because. You got to enjoy it though, man. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, like, I feel that because we really come from nothing. Like, when you come from nothing, like, you appreciate everything. You feel everything. me? Like, that's a big everything. thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I come from Little Rock, Arkansas. I didn't move. I just stayed in 18 houses growing up. Like, we Oof. never really had a, a set house that was like, oh, yeah, like, this our house. This my room. This your bed. Like, nah, I was like, whoever got to the bed first, that's your bed tonight. Like, that's how we live. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I make it to the NBA, yeah, I'm going to go hard each and every game. Like, if I can play, if I can walk, I'm playing. Like, whether I'm tired, whether I'm struggling, whatever it is, like, that's just what you got to do because this is my dream. I made my dream reality, and my family get to come see me play in an arena full of 20,000 people. Like, you can't make this up. Like, dreams is reality. Man, that's, that's inspiring. I relate. You can't even remember we talk about that. But, uh, okay, let me ask you, okay, Basketball stops now. What's what's Bobby? Who's Bobby Portis? So Bobby Portis is a businessman. Um, as time has grown, as you a businessman? Yeah, super business. And you were business. I'm on, I'm on business. I'm standing on business. For real, I'm standing on business. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Okay. Yes, I'm a true businessman. I got a lot of things going for me off the court. A lot of other businesses that I run to try to, you know, what I'm saying help put my people on, put my put my people in position to win as well, because. You know what I'm saying? When one win, we all win. Ain't that, ain't that the same NTA? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but one of us win, we all win. So whatever school, we all school. school we all you know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the saying. So I try, to do, I try to be the same way, man. So that's just how I rock. That's how we coming. Um, and it's always family over everything for me, man. So um, Bobby Portis as the basketball player, that's cool. But I think Bobby Portis as the man, the businessman has grown and has evolved over the years in so many ways. And I've seen myself just just grow up and I'm super proud of that. I'm super proud of that side of myself, for sure. All right, man, I, it's insane, but like in, throughout the years, you've grown so much and outside of basketball, you know, I, I, and I'm just barely know you for like three, like good for three years yeah. now. But uh, man, it's crazy. I, I, I'm thinking about just the first day you came in training camp and you know, we're like, okay, he's gonna we're doing training camp. We're playing one on one. We're playing ones. I'm like, okay, okay, he can play. Okay, he's it's not just you know what I'm saying. It's not just like yeah, tough guys, tough guys. Yeah. He can play. Okay, yeah. then understanding like he's gonna give everything for the team. Everything really like you really do this. So you know, and then the aspe the other aspect was like, okay, let me see how he is outside of basketball because you know, you know, a lot of people, you know, I don't really. Talk about like what I do outside of basketball. A lot of people who know me know yeah. like I do a lot of the family yeah. business and standing on business. Yeah, the family <laughs> office, everything outside of basketball. So I wanted to see how you you were like outside of basketball. So okay, let's talk fashion. Let's talk a little bit a little bit of uh, about fashion. So so my brand is the underdog brand. We started in 2020, uh, February of 2020 on my birthday, and uh, we kind of got to off to a, a slight delay. With the pandemic, uh, got delayed about eight, nine, ten months. Um, but coming to Milwaukee was one of the best things, man. We got in a market where, uh, you know, obviously a small market, but we got people that really, um, you know what I'm saying, support and love what yes. you do. And uh, being here has helped my brand and helped my, helped my 
help my brand take off in ways that I can, you know what I'm saying, never imagine, man. We do it pretty well for ourselves, but still have a long way to go. Uh, we mm. take it one day at a time, but still think bigger picture, but definitely truly blessed. Um, you know what I'm saying, to rep the underdog meaning, you know what I'm saying, just for the just for the culture, man. It's a culture thing, man. Like I said the before, culture. man, just not about being an athlete because you're an underdog because, oh, man, my coach don't play me or I got picked at this position or I'm not, I'm not getting no respect from the media. Nah, we use it as just a way of life, and I think people can relate to that. Okay, that, but that now that you mentioned those three things, okay, let's go. It's a young guy out there. A young, you know, a young lady, young man. How how do we? What do we tell them? Me and you. Well, how do how do they respond to hate? Hate. Yeah. But I you, mean, I mean, for one, man, if you ain't got nobody hating on you, then for one, you probably not doing nothing right. <laughs> I mean, that's just for one. Like, if you ain't got nobody hating on you and talking about you, then probably need to look yourself in the mirror and keep it real with yourself for one, and try to figure some things out. But Hate is just a part of the process, man. Like all the greats, all the people that do well for themselves have people that don't like what they do. And it just comes with the territory. But with me, I don't really look at that. When I was younger, when I was 20, 21, 22, 23, even 24 years old, I used to like always look at all the tweets, and people saying stuff about oh, you, you, me. You're on Twitter? You're on Twitter? Yeah, 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 Twitter. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I haven't been on Twitter like three years now. I mean, I, three? I get their posts and just yeah. get out. I, I don't. I mean, like as a, as a young kid growing up, like we used to always like type our names in, like as a kid, like AU, AU and stuff like that. Like, like you used to always want to see like, like what all the all the all the fucking reporters were saying about you. Like, oh yeah, like he saying like oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a five star recruit, this and that, all this. Ooh, and then you see all thing, these. Right? Huh? That's an American. I mean, that's like American. A- people still do it to this day. I, I still know people that in the NBA that. Okay. After the game, type their name in and see all the negative shit about them, then that just kills them. Like real talk, though, that's a real thing. People still do that to this day. Oh, don't do that. Whoever yeah, does that, do don't that. do that. Yeah. There's no, there's no prejudice. Yeah, people still do that to the day. So I just do that as a, as a, as a young kid in the league as well. Then I was like, who cares what anybody says? I got to a point where like, I got to peace and I didn't really care what nobody said. And if I had a bad game, okay, cool. That's one bad day. Like I don't talk about somebody at at their job when they have a bad day. I just had a bad day, so I just kind of move on and I just don't reflect on that. I just I have a twelve o'clock rule now that we put into effect. Once twelve o'clock comes, shit is over with. Move on. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that rule. Yeah. Hey, you hear that? Um, you know, for for me, it's kind of it's kind it's kind of be different because you know I'm not from here, so I don't. Yeah. I just don't follow. Yeah. The media. Like so so I'll give you an example. Like, you know, HBN, this, that, like literally cannot follow them. Follow. Like and the other perception I have about hate is like I don't think it's real. Yeah. I really don't. I think there's never been a person who said said, said something negative about me. Yeah. And then made me up close, shook my hand and was like, Hey man, hey, I hey, still hey, feel the what's same. up, baby? Yeah, I feel still the same, never. Yeah. So I don't feel it's real. I f- kind of feel that it's more of a, people feel, people. you know, sometimes people gotta say something and sometimes people just, the spirit, you know, just feels little. He's like, man, I got, why do I feel like this? I'm not, is it there, I'm not doing enough or I gotta say he's not doing enough. Yeah. You know, but 
Because they want to be you, though, bro. Like, sometimes, like, <laughs> sometimes, like, people, like, they become envious of people, bro. Like, ooh, that's an American thing. I got uh, goosebumps. That's now, an that, American that, thing. That, that thing, that's real. I'm afraid of that. I'll tell you why. Because the, like, the hate, the hate, you know, the like, yeah. oh, okay, he's, that's from afar. For real. That's from afar, you know, the, but the, like, envy, sometimes it could be, you know, yeah. close. So I, I'm kind of always like, I'm very positive as yeah. a person and I've always want the best for everybody for else. Real. Because I always say, because I've learned through my, so the, one of the reasons I want the best for everybody else is because growing up, I was always like this. I was, that's why I was so happy for Costas, for Yanis, for Alex playing basketball, because I always knew like, oh, they're going to do this. They're going to lead the way and I'm next. Yeah. And I'm next. Absolutely. That's, that's why I'm always happy for the next man, because I know I'm working hard enough. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Got to be you happy know? for the next man. Yes. Though, man. I mean, that's just how it is, man. Like, especially like coming from humble beginnings, like I can never hate on someone else for them achieving something great for themselves. Like, I could never do that. Even when things weren't going well for me in my career to start off, like, never hated on nobody. I just always stayed the course. I just always took the punches. Whatever came with it, I took, I took what came That's with real. it. That's real. That's real. And then right just there. kept chopping wood, keep chopping wood, keep chopping wood, keep believing in yourself. Keep going, BP, keep going. And then you finally get to a good situation where you fit in and that's that's what it is. That's the Milwaukee Bucks right there. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. So I know we got into, you know, back back into basketball, but something we haven't talked about, you know, me and you, like after we won the championship. Yeah. Right? So I was out, out. we're the championship and it's something insane. Yeah. When crazy I say insane, feelings. I know you're from Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. And I'm from like Greece. Yeah. I'm born, you know, my parents were born, like I was born and raised in Greece, but it's from Nigeria, but but I was born and raised in Greece, which is like 10 million. Yeah. Right. And we 10 barely. 10 million people have, in Greece? Yes. Uh, 11, 10, 11. 3 million people in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And. Perspective. Oof. And we barely had a handful of Greek, Afro-Greek players in the league, just playing, yeah. just ever played games, in ever scored a, scored a point in the NBA. And all of a sudden, we have three that won a championship, and we all in the same family. Bro. Yeah. So. So y'all rock stars back at the crib. Not rock stars, but I want to say that that we really, really appreciate, like, the yeah. way they, because they motivate us, bro, yeah. to succeed every year. Like we really pushing it, we pushing it, you know. But I want, I want to ask you that, man, you, you, you took the trophy back, right? You had that experience. We did that too. Yeah, that was different. So tell me, talk to, talk to me about your experience. So like with mine, I, I, I talked like I previously, I previously talked about my foundation weekend. Yeah. And I decided to bring a trophy back home during my foundation weekend. Mm -hmm. So just so the kids can get around it, so the kids can hold the trophy and see it. Some of the kids thought it was fake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some of the kids like, that ain't real. Like, this and that. I'm like, nah, this is the trophy. Like, and they, and I seen kids get real motivated by it. Like, so I was just trying to give back to the people back home, um, give them hope because, you know what I'm saying? I can't play basketball forever. So if I can just give kids just a little motivation, a little hope, um, just, just just try to inspire them as much as I can because the highest the highest human act is to inspire. Mm. So like I just try to inspire everybody from where I'm from. 
And uh, I think I did that that weekend. That was that was really special to me because, you know, say I didn't have anybody to bring a trophy back to to Little Rock, Arkansas. When I was a kid, I was just grinding. So for me to be able to make it to the NBA and then not only win a championship with it and be able to give back to the to my community and my kids and show them like this can be you one day, mm. that can go a long way for kids where I'm from. Oh my God, it's. I told, I told, I understand 100%, man. I, so we were supposed to take it back to the neighborhood yeah. we grew up in, and it was supposed to be a huge, when I say huge, yeah. parade, bro. Yeah. And they had, uh, and you know, half of, I think some of the villages was on fire. Yeah. And we canceled it, canceled it. Because, and you know, kind of like, everybody was kind of like, you know, upset that we canceled it, but you know, how would that look like, you know, having a parade and yeah, you know, sure. half of like Greece is on fire and I'm having a parade with the thing, with the trophy. But I'll tell you this, I knew it was real when I hit the airport. And what I happened? like- They was chasing you? I hit the airport and I had people who I seen for 12 years, bro. Crying. There, that they, that they didn't even talk, text me that wasn't gonna be there. They just pulled up. Just pulled up. So- How <laughs> did know you was landing? Tell me, tell me about it. We, we went to the airport, it was like 300 people, bro. We had a full press conference. At the airport? At the airport. At the airport, full press conference. It was like, what, what, what happened? He's like, yeah, you know, people from the airport said that you guys was coming, they assumed you had the trophy and everything. See, I got a whole country. Yeah, yeah, so this is- I got a, I got a city and state. Like, y'all got a country, though. Yeah, but- That's, but, that's, that's levels. Yeah, but but you gotta understand, like for me to be able to hold the trophy with my brothers and act out scenes that like you see Kobe do, Michael Jordan like yeah. scream, and all of a sudden like your brother has the Finals MVP. Yeah, for like real, next though. door, like next to him. So it's it's crazy. We in the top of like a monumental place, Acropolis, and we like screaming to the top of our lungs, bro. And then we just leave the trophy and we go like. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And I'm texting you. I'm like, hey, what's going on? I'm gonna need you. Hey, man. Yeah, man. You know, we got a good thing going. Let's work out, man. Hey, hey. Let's hey, work man, out. You working out? You working out? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's a great feeling. So okay, let me ask you another question. How do you? What's the like the mental preparation for you, like to to hit the stage and. And you yeah. like, or, or, or in a special or in a performance. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, I'll equate it to this. Like, I remember I used to play basketball, like, in, in high school, like, junior mm -hmm. high school, whatever. And, but, like, I was, obviously I was never, like, uh, like one of the, the good guys. And my, my, I went to Christ the King. My high school was nationally ranked okay. when I went there. So it was, like, I used to see, like, the good kids playing. And, and when they would play, like, it would be, like, a packed house. And they would just yeah. come out and just play. And I would be, like, how do you play in, like, a packed house? Like, how, do you, how don't you get nervous? I would get nervous if I was playing basketball in a packed house and everybody was looking at me. I would get nervous because I realized later on that wasn't my thing, right? Like, that's, that wasn't my thing. Um, once I started doing comedy, at first, obviously, I would get nervous. But after doing it for, for, like, a while, I realized, like, oh, no, this is my thing. So I'll get anxious before, like, a show, especially, like, a big show, like, taping a special or performing in, like, a big theater or something. I'll get nervous. But after a while, like, when it's time, when, you know, when I take the stage, I kind of take a piece of knowing, like, 
Wait, but this is my thing. Like, even though there's all these people watching, like you do this, you put in yes. the work, you put in the hours. Yes. I always say, I think like, if you still getting like, it's okay to get anxious and a little jittery to get on, but if you still getting like super nervous, I feel like you got to do the thing more, right? Like do whatever you do more yes. and that nervous will go away. Like, cause it, I used to get it, but then I did it so much that it's gone away. So now like, Dang. I'll just, I'll just get on stage. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be like, I'll figure it out. Like it's, it's. It's fine. There's, there's, uh, you know, we we say that all the time. Like a lot of, and this is why, like, kind of my teammates were like, "Oh, Thanesh, you would be a great coach and stuff like this." I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I would ever be a coach, yeah. but like, the, the way I would describe it, and I say it to like all the either teammates or people, like kids growing up now, is like, don't confuse being exci like excitement for like anxiety. Yeah, right. You know, don't confuse excitement like. It's 20,000 people, you're excited. Right, yeah. Let's, 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 yeah, yeah. You know, let's get to it. Yeah. Don't, don't use that to like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what you're saying is like just yeah. naturally response yeah. to Yeah. When I when I filmed when I filmed the uh, the HBO special, we taped in Brooklyn. Like, and I, you know, I was born in Brooklyn. This is my hometown from Queen um grew up in Queens. And I remember like leading up to it, it's so much things you have to do when you tape a special. Like, first of all, it was like months in preparation of like scouting the place. How do you want the stage to look? Stage design. What are you gonna wear? That was like that took like a month to find out to, the outfit, uh, hair and makeup, and then you go and and do you have to do loading the the day before where they come and they put everything in, and then you have to do a walkthrough, and then HBO the people they come out and they're like, yeah, we're so excited, and it and that whole time I I did have like anxiety. I was like, oh man, like because I'm that's not what I do, right? Like I don't do stage design, I don't do camera work, I don't do mics, I don't do hair. And makeup I don't that's not my thing but I noticed when the show came like I was nervous I was nervous I was you know anxious and then the show came like all right forget everything cameras on let's go shows on I was like I felt the peace where I was like oh now this is what I do <laughs> like now everybody else is out of their comfort zone and I'm in yeah. mine like I do stand-up they don't do stand-up they're just an audience right so that like I think that but that came from like years of just doing it like in the worst places like in the worst places so okay, so I'm actually another thing. Do do people walk up to you and, be, and go like and give you the, like the face, kind of the like okay, say something like make me laugh, like uh, say something. That happens sometimes, yeah. That happens sometimes, which I guess people think <laughs> people think that comedians don't hear that. Like people think they're being like original, like which is funny because like they think that there's like that they're saying something like new or clever to you, but they don't understand. Like from my perspective, I hear this every day. Like what? So so, so walk me through it. Like what would you, like they walk up to you? Sometimes I don't even like telling people. Like if like if you don't know, like some, sometimes you'll be like in an Uber and they'll be like, "What do you do?" I'll, I'll create a fake job. But then they'll have questions on the fake job, and I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers to the fake job, so that that's that that messed up. Like I remember one time I told somebody I was like, I, I told somebody I was an accountant, and he was asking me accounting questions, and I was like, I'm not an accountant. <laughs> I was like, I'm not an accountant. But you tell somebody I'm a comedian, they're like, you know, they'll be like, oh well, you don't, you, you look funny, or you don't look funny, or say something funny, or, yeah, all those things. They're trying to be clever. They're trying yeah. to be funny. I've learned that like they're just trying to be funny, so I don't get like I don't. But in my head, I'm like, he's corny. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like the same thing. You walk in the elevator, like, look at you, it's so tall, like, how's the weather up there? Or yeah. like, stuff like that. You're like, you know, you laugh because it's like, okay. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like. Uh, I hear this a lot. I didn't hear this. Like, yeah. You know, like, this is not original like at all. <laughs> yeah, it's not original at all. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's cool. I mean, I can't complain. It's just, as long as people, like, appreciate your work. Yeah. And they, you know, and they're kind of, like, respectful of your space and yeah. not, like. 
Yeah. It's, it's great. That will happen a lot. That will happen a lot. Like with dating, like sometimes when you dating somebody, like, it, it, like and she found out she, you're a comedian, she'll be, you know, they'll be like, oh, like I'm funnier than you. Or like, or like, oh, you know, but you're just like, all right. Like, so you've date like, so, you, so somebody has ever told you this? Like, yeah, I've had that many times. Like, met, like, that's another one where it's like, this is not original. <laughs> like, I hear this a lot. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, I bet I'm funnier than you. I'm like, and you're like, you know, what are you going to do? Argue with her? You're like, all right. <laughs> but then you're like, all right, well, I'll give you a mic and then let's see. And a packed house if you can make them laugh for an hour oh man. okay so so you've been doing this for 12 years now, yeah right? have you ever had a night you were like man this sucked saturday <laughs> this saturday, saturday, saturday in cincinnati <laughs> yeah it happens all the time this is really not, yeah this in this art form it's it's uh it's it's not, there's no like coasting by, like the best, I've seen the best have off nights. I've seen Chappelle, I've seen Rock have off really? nights. There's no like, you never reach a level where you, where you're like, oh, I, like this is it. Which actually, to go back to what you said, there were times where I got too cocky and too confident. Cause you start doing a couple things, you get like, all right, yeah, man, you like, I'm, like I'm doing it. You, yeah. Where I was about to go on stage and I didn't feel that anxiousness, that nervousness, and that's not good. Like, it's not good when you don't feel that. You gotta feel that. That's what that's like keep you like, all right, keep you in the sometimes you get too cocky, then those nights it doesn't go well. Yes. Yeah. You, but so how do you recover? What's your like what's your mental process? How do you just be like, ah, oh, just bounce back? I mean, I equate it to like having a bad game. Yeah, okay. Like if you average 25, right? Okay, like, hey, I'm, 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 I'm gonna hit 25 tonight. next yeah, game. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was off tonight. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. So is there anything, is there any story that you were like, man, I would never forget this? Like I like either like uh from a fan. Or in the city that you went to, you was like, no, I'm never gonna forget this in my life. I had a couple of those stories growing up, cause I started in New York, which like New York is like the mecca of stand up. Like so, okay. so every like big comedian comes through New York, at, you know, at some point. Or if they even if they live in LA, if they're in New York, they'll go, they'll yeah. go to New York. Um, but I had a uh, the, the first time, and this is the crazy thing about when you do stand up. When you do stand up, you can go from like basically a nobody open micer, but you can be in the same rooms with some of the biggest stars. Like just because that's just how it is in New York. Like so, I remember like early on, this was like probably like I was probably like three, four years in at a, a stand up. I was in New York, um, and it was a late show. It was like a Tuesday night. It was like a late show. I went up. I got off and I was watching and then Tracy Morgan came in and and uh, Tracy was uh, he you know, he's being Tracy, you know, and uh, he went up and then after he was just hanging out. We was just talking like in front. Just, and I'm in my head. I'm like, this is Tracy Morgan from 30 Rock from Saturday Night Live from Martin This is like the biggest, you know, thing to me. And uh, and and we're talking and like there's like a lot of people around him. But, you know, sometimes people get around um, famous people. They don't know how to like be cool. And I guess I was kind of just being cool. I was talking. He's from he's from uh, Brooklyn. I was talking to him just like a New Yorker and we was mm. kicking it or whatever. And he was like he was like, yo, uh, he's like, yeah, I don't, don't want to go home. I want to hang out. He was like and then he goes to me. He's like, what you doing now? And I'm like, I was going home. I, I remember I had work in the morning. I had a day <laughs> job there. But he asked me what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, no. Nah, wow. What, what's up? He's like. All right, he's like, all right, you come with me. He had like a crew with it. He's like, y'all go in the other car. You come with me. I was like, all right. So he's like, I was, I was like, all right, we walk in. He was like, all right, it was right there. He had the, he had the, I think the, the Phantom, the, no, the Rolls Royce, the Carter with the stars in the thing. I felt like a, I felt like a video model. I was in there like, oh my God, are these real stars? So he quit. So we get in the car. It's just me and Tracy Morgan. I don't know him. Like he's, he's, uh, he takes me in his car. We drive all around New York. We, we drive downtown. 
he's just talking to me. And I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. He's just talking to me about the game he's giving me. Because Tracy's crazy, but if you get him one-on-one, -on -one, he's like a normal dude who's like, has like a lot of wisdom to give. So he's telling me all these things. Oh, in the, in the mentor, Ship side, like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, he's giving me, like, he literally was like, he, he literally was like, I, he's like, I'm gonna teach, he's like, I'm gonna teach you how to be famous. And, and I was like, <laughs> all right, I don't know what that means, but all right. So, we get in the car, we downtown, we talking, and he's like, he's like being no, like, not being like the, you know, the, yeah, no. the crazy, um, the character, um, not to say he's a character, but I'm saying not no, being the, like the Tracy that you see, yeah. Um, so he's mean. being normal, and I'm like, all right, this is cool. So, we get downtown. And we in front of the comedy cellar, we get out, we, we, he just parks in front, holds it, it's just like traffic and just hold that. He just got the, the Rose Ridge blocking traffic. And uh, this homeless guy comes up to us who knew him from back in the day. He was like, Tracy, he was like, I remember you, you used to come back in the day. And Tracy was like, yeah, I remember you, whatever. And then he was like, to me, he goes, he's like, put him in the car. I'm like, what? He's like, put him in the back. I'm like, and put him in the Rolls Royce? And he's like, yeah, yeah, put him in the back. I was like, all right, so we we get this home. I mean, he's a homeless dude, you know, he, he's, then we put him in the back, we drive, he, we get in the car, we drive to a bank, he uh, he he goes in the bank, he, he goes in the thing, he, he tells me, he's like, yo, if, if the cops come move it, I'm like, no, I'm not moving your Rolls Royce, crazy, I, I can't afford to move this. He's like, if the cops come, just move it. And then he goes out and he, he counts out like $2,000 and gives the homeless guy $2,000 and just sends him on his way. And then he's like, yeah, man, when you always never forget to like give back to like never, the people bro. and like, and, and, and thing. And I was like, damn, that was like a, like a, a crazy lesson. Cause I wouldn't have put the homeless guy on my, I might just give him what I had. I wouldn't have put him in the back of the, in the back of the Rolls Royce, but. <laughs> That was. I'm sorry. It's my first time, like, like doing a one-on-one -on -one interview with like comedian. I'm, yeah. I'm no, no, yeah, that was crazy. I'm that, dying. that was crazy. But, um, but yeah, like I said, you just get put in these in, in these scenarios. Like that's like this. this uh, so I do like uh, some like private like mentorship. I, I talk to like. You know, I do some life coaching. Some, uh, I'm not because I do some a lot of business. I do some business and basketball wise mm -hmm. to. Like privately, not yeah. like you know how people go and sell courses and stuff. Like no, I yeah. just do it like privately. To <laughs> yeah, people who like you know to be like, yeah, Tanas is like, just talk to me. You know, let's say example like I'll have a family that has two or three brothers. They all play basketball, and then I'll just you know talk to them. Or they yeah. like the all two or three three of them do like business, so they do something. Yeah. Or I'll have somebody who come up to me and say like, you know, like I'm kind of in the same situation as you. I want to like, and then what everything I would say is like, listen, I don't want nothing. Yeah, I literally don't want nothing. The only thing I want is for them to do the same thing for somebody else. Oh, the pay it not. forward. Yeah. Yes. See, I have this I have this thing. I have this thing. Not to interrupt you. I'm sorry to no, interrupt no, you. you. I have this uh, thing. Um, it's a Drake line, but this is how this is how I live, how yeah. I try to like live my thing. I feel like cuz I equate I came up in sports, so yeah. I equate a lot of my the way I carry my like my life kind of to sports. And I when you coming up, when you coming up like as like an athlete, when you are trying to make a name for yourself, Scoring is a big deal, right? Because the scorers are what get the names for the yeah, thing. The score, so you you gotta score to 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 be known, especially like no one's counting the. You gotta score to get your name up when you're coming up through the ranks. But once you reach a level of like, oh no, I'm who I am. Like, it's all about the assists. You gotta make other people better. So like Drake's line is like he says, lead the league in scoring, but check out my assists, which is like, yeah, you could lead. The, there's a lot of great scorers. But how many assists, how many people you helping? So that's how I always look at it. It's like, I I always don't stop trying to score. Like if you are sure of who you are, just be who you are. But 
help people. Like help, that's help. more valuable to me. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is, and it's the that's how people don't understand this, bro. If you become selfish, yeah. like it will, it, yeah. it's it's gonna. Not to say it's, it's you know, it's if it's good by you, it's good by yeah. you. But like I've been through my life, I've been through a lot of things, and I know. Like the universe is here and it's watching. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to say God, which I'm really religion, I say God is yeah. watching. I'll, Same. We can say the universe. You can say yeah. whatever you want to say, whatever makes you feel better. But it's watching. Yeah. And that's how that's how you like. If you're not a if you're not a vessel that you know something flows from you and you and you pass it forward and you, and you this person and you everything is just take 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 take. Yeah. And nothing is like I'm not. And this is not. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying it just for money. You know, people could say like, yeah, but I don't have money. That's money's not the only thing you right, have to right. give. Yeah. You know, because yeah. again, it's about like lesson and mentorship. Like you see somebody going the wrong way, be like, hey, you gotta go this way. No, yeah. don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I mean, this. I like that. Yeah, I like when I'm not hit. Like, I want people to be like, oh yeah, he he, he looked out. Like, yes. I, I don't know. Like, I yes. Just, and plus, you gotta understand one thing. If you're like stingy with money, yeah. People don't say this. You're stingy with your emotions. You're stingy yeah. with your relationship. You're stingy with like, Oh man, you gonna meet us up here? Like, no, nah, I don't feel to drive up there because yeah. because you're stingy with everything. You're stingy with your time. You're yeah. not giving. You're not. So it's that, that's how it works most of the time. Sometimes that's I mean, why I spend all my money. <laughs> I, I I leave it all out there. How much you want? Uh, I'll don't, give you don't some. Spend, don't, don't spend your money. And again, I give this everybody is not, money here. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is not for you to go out there and just you know. I, just, I didn't say be an idiot, you know. But what you want to do is be generous. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, you don't have to be with money, but with no, generous, well, at least with information, that's more valuable than anything, right? Just Bro, with information. The whole point is, let's yeah. say I'm doing something, right? Yeah. My whole point is not if I if I say like, well, we can get this job, and I'm making ten thousand, twenty thousand a month yeah. from this business. My my the best way to help you is not to take you and say, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. No, it's to teach you and say, hey, yeah, this is how you can do it for yourself. Yeah, that's kind of what I wish. I they give you the money. For sure, man. I kind of wish because in, in the States, at least, there's like, it, it's, it's a little bit more blended now, but there's kind of two different types of scenes, like what's considered the white mainstream comedy scene. And then there's okay. like a more like the black, what they would, they used to consider urban scene. Okay. And what I noticed like a difference is, and I mean, I'm not saying that I think, but I noticed that like the, the white comics with each other, they're like, they're like very helpful. Like they'll, they'll put you on their podcast and they'll elevate like a, a, <sighs> another guy, like predict, not to say that the black, cause a lot no, of no, black no, comedians no. have showed me love, yeah. but I wish we was all like together, all, all, together. all like that, like more, which where, yeah. where it was like, sometimes I hate this, this happens a lot. Like sometimes you watch interviews. Cause I, I watch like the interviews, like you see, you see a white comedian doing an interview, like for whatever, and they'll just ask them normal questions. But you see like a, a black comedian doing an interview, like when they when they interview like Kev, they'll ask him like, oh, what do you think about what Cat Williams said? Or they'll ask Cat, what do you oh, think they, about Kev said? And it's like, why why are we trying to why are we why are you creating this why are we creating this thing? Mm -hmm. Like they don't they don't create that for themselves. I never I never really heard like Seinfeld saying his like negative opinion about Louis C.K. Like they just don't they just don't operate that way. So which I wish we was like more like that. Which like stop saying bad <sighs> stuff about. Bro, each that's other. that's that's a that's a valid point. That's 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 valid. That's yeah. valid. Okay, so how do you how do you, you deal with new fame? I'm not. I don't or have like, it. Yeah. I, I just don't have it. <laughs> that, that's how. I'm like, so, so, but 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 I see. I, I say this from a standpoint like, you're gonna come in special. You are, and you're gonna be a great comic. I can, I kind of feel like you have great work ethic, and you like you got yeah, for sure. Head, I, you got your head. I got the work for sure. Like, the, the ethic. So yeah. you only need all you only need is like, 
the, all the, you need is the opportunity. So you you gain that. Yeah. You know? uh, look, I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely on the path, but I. I the way I, everything that comes, like even like doing something as huge as like a HBO special, like that was huge. Like I had billboards around New York City, like with my face on it. Being from New York, that was like insane. I couldn't but even what imagine did your that. Friends, I'm sorry, uh, what did, you, what did uh, your friends say? They were just like, I mean, if, if they, like my friends who were like really close to me, like they, mm -hmm. it, it's not like a, it was overnight for them. So they saw like the growth. Cause okay. like before I did the HBO one, I did a Comedy Central half hour. And okay. so they saw like, they were just like, they were proud, but they, it wasn't like a, a switch where I went from like nothing to like things. So they, they watched it grow a little bit, but um, I'm still like excited, like about like, I, I still let the small things excite me, like little stuff. Like when people like people follow me or reach out, like I, I'm still excited. Like when you follow me, I was like, oh shit, I was telling my boys, like <laughs> I, I, um, um, Spider, Donovan Mitchell, he followed me too. And I'll I be talking like when the, when the Knicks was playing uh, Cleveland, I was talking shit to him and he was talking back and he was talking about, yeah, I'm gonna come out to a show. I'm like, yo, this is dope as hell. Like, he, he I, like cool dude. He, yeah. came, he came out of Greece uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, great dude, bro. You don't you understand like, He's one of those guys. Like, it's not a lot of them in the league. Yeah. Like, we, we should be. You know, I think I kind of feel like the NBA. A lot of guys, a lot of our guys, we should be way closer than yeah. what we are because it's the competitiveness. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get that. I get yeah. that. Same, same thing with the comedy thing. It's more the competitiveness because we grew up on hip hop, and hip hop was supposed to be competitive. So then it leaked out into every other field. Every other field. Bro. Yeah. But uh, I, like I love this guy, bro. He don't understand how he plays. His work ethic. Yeah. And, and then if you notice, like how he played this year with the Cavs. Yeah. No, he's Man, a he's, he's a monster. He's a monster. He's, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a monster. He's a monster. And, and again, I don't know if this is is he a free agent. I don't know if this is considered tapering, no tapering. I, I don't know. I'm not. Well, I'm tapering. I'm just giving a compliment. Spider, don't, don't come do to the Knicks. I don't have any affiliation. <laughs> you cannot find him. Come to the New York Knicks. I'll be DMing. I'm like, yo, I know he's a he's a Mets fan. I know he's supposed to go there. They messed him up. Come to the New York Knicks. This is why I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I'm here okay. to recruit, man. But let me, let me, okay. So let me ask you another thing. You, uh, where do you they show you more love in New York or where, like, which place they show you, like, like, man? Um, obviously, I'm, I'm from New York, so like, my, like, the, the, like, if I'm gonna get, if I'm gonna get recognized, most likely it'll happen in New York more, okay. more. Now it's, it's happening more places. I was recognized in Kenya, like, because of social media. Like, okay. they don't have HBO, but they've seen the social media stuff in Kenya, so that was like a big deal. Um, but but mostly in New York, but it's it's, it's growing. Like I, it is growing. Like every like different places. Like yes. it, it it is uh, growing. But definitely in New York. But to me, like anyone that like from somebody who shows me like, oh my God, to somebody's like, oh, aren't you that guy? To me, it's like it's still love, and I'm still love. like, shit, you know who I am. Like so, I'm still like excited about it. I'm not jaded yet. You know, you gotta bring me back in like five years when I'm like, <laughs> the no, industry no. sucks. You no, know, no, all out no, to I'll, get you. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll say one thing. Like you look like one of those guys who you're gonna be you're gonna be cool regardless. You mm -hmm. look like that because, and I'm a. I got the no. Like we call it the sixth sense, but the sixth yeah. sense basically yeah. is your gut. Yeah, That's yeah. Your gut, like the yeah. sixth sense, is your gut. So yeah. like, you're gonna be cool, bro. You're gonna be cool. Like, yeah. Hey, sorry to interrupt. Financial Dukubo here, and you can stay up to date with all your other Dukubo shop needs by following us at the Dukubos. See all our products, lines, drops, and limited time gear coming your way out of the coopers.shop. We're all bros. Thank you. Back to the analysis. I mean, I, like, I, I honestly, like, one of the people I look up to is uh, is uh, uh, Kevin 
Kevin Hart, uh, not so much like it, because of the comedy. I think he's hilarious, and when I seen like every time I seen him, he's one of the first people before I did stand up. Like I went to see, I had a girlfriend take me to see Chris Rock, and then another girlfriend took me to see Kevin Hart just before I started, and that's when I was like, I want to do this. So, like this is so cool, but not not only um, about what he does on stage, which I think is amazing, but just like the kind of person he is. Like he's like always like spreading good vibes, good energy. Like people want, want him around, and like he's similar to me. Like he lost his mom when he was just taking off and like similar to me i lost my mom so when i was you so know hard, went to, so i know what that was like and i know that he had to deal with that so i always look like i know like you know coming up like everybody everybody like kind of that i look up to, that i looked up to like like Chappelle, rock they all look at Pryor and murphy right and then there's a generation that came under that kind of look at like Chappelle and rock um and i do too all of those guys, but I still like I put Kev in there too as like a guy of like look I look at it as like damn this dude. So let me ask you, which one is his funniest joke, you think? Who? Kevin. Give me his like top three. Oh man. He's like, oh my god. When he said this, I was like, I couldn't. I well actually I, I went I did the Netflix is a joke uh comedy festival this mm -hmm. year in Los Angeles and I got to see him do his new hour that hasn't come out yet. Um, and he got some jokes in there that I was I was crying laughing and like I'm, I'm not one of those comedians that don't laugh like if I I yeah. laugh like I'll go see anyone and I'll I'll be dying laughing in the back because I'm a fan I'm okay. still a fan but he got some jokes in there where I was like I think this is one of his like his his best work but, really uh, but the classics for me like when well, like the real thing that put me onto Kev is like from the old special I think it's from Grown Little Man when he does the uh, the battle rappers, like you said, how, how rappers be. Do you, you remember that joke? Well, he does like how when, when rappers battle, he's like, they just, just be looking at you. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, he'll be looking at He's like, you ready? You ready? Real talk, I, I kill. I was like, that that was like hilarious. I think Kev is like such a great storyteller. I think he's like, like he's matters. like matters, one of the best storytellers. So, I mean, he's so good at it. It's like an NBA player who's like so good that it, sometimes it could hurt you because you're so good at this because so so you 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 don't sometimes you don't do all the things that you that like not to say he doesn't but he like I know he just he like something happens he just tells a story and it's like I'm like this is the funniest story I've ever heard you know so it's, it's like you see him on a couch telling the story and it's like fascinating it's fascinating the art of like storytelling especially now with podcasts now you see some nba players you're like i didn't even know he was such a good storyteller like this like, yes you hear kevin garnett tell a story you want to fight for with him like he's i was scared i was like Nigga, check up you're like this is an nba you know, so crazy <laughs> that uh and i know obviously you know people in the nba know this but people also in the nba like he you know he was like consultant and he talked to teams like low-key like if he talks to you and this I know this from an office, like yeah. my brother, like he he'll have you ready to like. Yeah, he's very motivational, right? He's like, very yeah. what? Yeah, it's not even a question. Like yeah. okay, obviously I don't, you know, yeah. I don't like they're kind of uh, the other generation, but I'm saying like, bro, he yeah, yeah, like get you, get you ready for yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, it's so funny he, hearing he him get talk. you ready to do anything you need to win, bro. Yeah, it's funny hearing him talk stories about like. Um, like, cause he told stories about like when he was playing and yeah. uh, like with other players, like how he. I love his. Uh, I yeah. think is he what, what is that? Uh, nah, see now is he Showtime KG? Yeah, kinda yeah. Like some, some, yeah, yeah, great. yeah. It's so funny because like he always like I didn't know, and it's funny like I don't know. Matt Barnes is a good story to tell too. Who? Shout out to Matt Bar Matt Barnes. Oh, Matt, Matt, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, those guys like yeah, hey. Matt, yeah, yeah, for sure. And Steven, Steven, uh, Steven. Jackson. Um, but yeah, but yes. he, yeah, he, he, like, he, he tells stories like 
like, yeah, I was solid. I was like, God up, you bum ass. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that NBA players talk to each other like that, like on the court. Because you just think you don't hear it, right? So you just think, like, it's, it's like, I, I, it's professional. So I'm, all, I'm mostly, like, for me, yeah. the person, like, you literally, I could be playing. Like, I don't care about, like, hit me, don't hit me. But, like, people, sometimes, I think with the, with the NBA, just because sometimes when other people see you smile, yeah, and they kind of take that as like, yeah, yeah. yeah See, I yeah, got a, he, I got a big smile too. That yeah, they be like, oh yeah, yeah, he cool, like yeah, he, yeah, you know, yeah. He's not gonna do anything, or yeah. like, but uh, it's totally different, bro. Like, yeah. you, you would be surprised how many guys like you shouldn't like mess with them. Yeah, <laughs> you would be surprised. Yeah, be surprised. no, I went, you, I went, I went to see. I got, I was in LA. Um, I just did a, I just did a cartoon movie. I did a, yeah. a voiceover for a cartoon Which movie. One? Um, it's gonna be out in this in the fall. It's called uh, Finnick. Finnick. It's gonna be okay. uh, Hulu. It's a cartoon, um, and I and I'm Phoenix, so I, it's like a big thing. But anyways, I was out there, and I got tickets to go see um, to the Clippers game. It was Clippers versus Minnesota. I got courtside seats okay. in LA. It was like my first time sitting that you close. Gotta get like, you some seats to come like, see the Bucks, bro. Yeah, now nah, I'll fly in there to see the Bucks. <laughs> I was yo, if y'all would have, if, if y'all if would have beat the Heat, and y'all would face the Knicks, I was gonna hit you up for nah, seats nah. <laughs> to see I the Knicks. Um, no, nah, but I, I was like sitting courtside, and I'm like, yo, like they just talk, like you see them talking shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh snap, this is lit. That's you dope. see them talking shit. Yeah, and and but then it's like, like we already, it's a fraternity, bro. Like yeah. think about this like that, right? Yeah. For us, it's because we're all in the NBA, like so it's a fraternity, yeah. so. It's kind of mostly like that's the level of competitiveness. Yeah. But then most of the guys is just you don't know each other. There's a lot of times when guys would be like talking so crazy. Yeah. And then you get traded to the same team and you boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's I mean know, it's competitive. You show up to a park, right? You talk shit at a yeah, park, you, you don't know the to, you don't know how, the guy is. And you gotta understand, like like I wanna say a number of like minimum 35%, 40% of the league, just that's the only way they know how to play. Yeah, but it's funny because it's like you're so like all the guys, like even the guy that you're calling a bum ass, he's better than everybody. Oh, like they, they're all so good. I'll, I'll give you an example, right? They would be like, oh man, you don't play or you do this or you do that. Or they talk to the average, yeah. like, I don't know, the 10th guy or yeah. 11th guy who is not in the rotation or he's in the, yeah. now depending on the night. But I promise you, like, if they, if you play with him. Yeah. You, be, you ever you played at cut. like Rucker Park? You ever played? No, or, I wish I did. You like you, if you went right now, you could like score fifty easy. No, I'm not. A, I'm not. I wouldn't say fifty because I'm not a scorer. But I, was, I definitely score 30, 35. That's and, that's and, a lot. And then and then for sure, but I'm I'm going to the rack every time and nobody and they can't can't guard you. No can guard you. I'm pushing everybody. I'm ducking on everybody. Plus, <laughs> no, I'm I'm dead serious. I'm plus I'm playing crazy defense because if you let me like hand check and you don't call fouls. Bro, yeah. I'm stripping every time. I'm yeah. When you come to New York, let's go to the gym. No, go play. Because sure. I, I, I went, like I told you, I went I to went. Christ the King. We have like NBA players went there. Yeah. Lamar Odom went there. Speedy Claxton went there. Yeah. Like some big names. But, ain't, but think about this. The names you're saying, like if you, if all these names I'm playing, it ain't easy to score 35. No, 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 if no. It's you against. No, no, Rebel, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. sure. No. But I'm saying, like, I remember Speedy Claxton. He used to come back and scrimmage with us. Like okay. he would just like come back and scrimmage. He used to just come up in his Bentley. He had the, okay. he had his ring when he got with the Spurs. Yeah. But he used to come back and scrimmage with us. And you know, you might come down. Like he he take it easy. Like, he's Speedy Claxton, but he moving slow. He's not taking nobody. Yes. Excuse me, he's not taking nobody serious. He will come down slow. So you might get him and you do a couple moves. You might score on him a couple times. And then he'll just be like, all right. And then he'll just <laughs> like score every point for the rest of the thing. Well, like without like no speed. Like he's like, I'm not moving. I'm not like no speed. I'm just better than you. So let me give you an example, right? If I can take the ball in the post and spin on somebody or spin to the right and dunk it in the NBA, bro, what do you think I'm going to do? Yeah, when, uh, I know. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing. Like, 
Because she's like, you come to that environment, all of a sudden you you you'd be like you tower over yeah, everybody yeah, because yeah. you're like a comedian. You this is what you do. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. It would like. be the equivalent of that. But you know it's what? so it's so funny though because they they think like. I'm sure you, you you walk into some gyms, they'll think like, oh, I got him. Like, I got him. <laughs> you know how many times this happened? Yeah, like, it's just because of my family, too. Yeah. Like, that makes it even harder. Yeah, if my yeah. name was uh, uh, Finance or something, somebody would be like, yeah. oh, man, you're a great player, yeah, great yeah. defender, 3 and D. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Just because, like, my brother, my other brother, my other brother. So everybody kind of did the comparison. Yeah. They're like, he's great. Yeah. And he's, uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But then, once they see me up close, they're like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. this ain't. Yeah, they're going to think you're Giannis. <laughs> they're like, oh, no. Yeah. No, but that that's crazy. You like, you could really play. You go to a gym and you could be like, like somebody got it. You could be like, how do you want me to bust your ass? Like, I'll do it that way. Like, you want me to just shoot threes? I'll just shoot threes. You, you want me to duck on you every time story, I duck on you every story. time? So, uh, and this is this is the only time I've trash talk a fan. This is the only time in my life. I I really don't like, I don't yeah. like trash talk a fan. But I did that, did that because it was this kid, right? So this kid is in the stands, tall kid, Hooper. Yeah. And we're playing, we went to our like our academy. And in our academy, they had some kids, you know, in the end of Greece that were playing. And yeah. So he's like, oh man. He's like, oh. So a lot of times when they see me in pictures, I kind I'm kinda like, they're like, oh, he's short. Yeah, yeah. I'm like six, <laughs> six, six. Yeah. But I'm short compared to six eleven, yeah, six yeah. ten. So I'm like, oh yeah, I got him. Or like, okay, looks he looks just like me. Like, okay. Bro, I said, all right, we're playing to 11. It's 10 0. You only need to make one bucket. Bro. Yeah. I scored 11. You straight. just take them all every time. You just take but them I took all. the ball like this, and this kid was like, I don't know, he weighed, he probably weighed the same way as me, but he like, was tall too? Yeah, he probably taller than me. Oh, yeah. He probably, probably. And then uh, I was playing, and then I got to like, I didn't say nothing for like nine, eight points straight. And then on the, and then everybody was going crazy. Everybody was like, damn, you was talking so much shit. Yeah. Like, you can't even score one point. I gave yeah. him the ball. One time I scored like eight, and then I gave him the ball back. I said, like, score again. Block. And you just take <laughs> Bro, I gave him the ball back. Then I played defense. Then I gave him, I scored again, and then I, I was like, no, you got the ball. It's like, oh, That's so again. funny. Like, it's the levels. Like, people don't, I mean, it's the same thing. It happens with comedy where it's like, people be like, oh, you know, you're funny in your group of friends. And it's like, yeah, but... It's one thing to be funny with your group of friends, totally even different. even to do even to do like even now like on Instagram, which I don't knock. I, they be making me laugh like the the sketch comedians, yeah, who they do funny ass sketches and that, and I think they hilarious. But I'm they're great. But, they're but great. That, I, 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 some of them like some of them are borderline. I think like genius. Like, what, they, like you know Dizzy Banks. Yeah, Dizzy Banks. Hilarious. Uh, who is a Juski? Juski, hilarious. East Ivo, like this is those guys. Is, is, is he East Ivo? So those guys are like, bro, yeah. they used to do so many skits. Yeah, like crazy. it's so funny. It's ha -ha, so Davis. funny. Yeah, ha -ha, yeah. <laughs> but but like, you know, it, it's still like stand up is like a different art, you know. So it's like I'm sure they could do it, but they got to do it. If you don't do it, just because you got like two million followers on the gram or whatever, doesn't mean you could just get on stage and you're gonna be good at it. Yeah, you you gotta have take to, advantage you of have to, you have to do it and 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 get better at it. Um, but it's the same thing where it's like that, like people think that they're like funny and like thing, but it's like it's like yeah, but you, you're funny with your friends. They know you. They know you're silly. They know you're the guy that does this silly thing. It's like, but it's a totally different story when it's three hundred people that paid fifty dollars to see funny. And now you have to talk for an hour and they're not, and you, there's no context. You have to just create it.